So I just wanted to introduce our speaker for this evening. We have Andy Fearham from Carlisle Vineyard. Carlisle Vineyard. Come up and join me, Andy. <laughs> this is an amazing man. And do you, him and his wife, Rhoda, can't be here this evening, but... Andy is one of the most encouraging men in Jesus I've ever met. And Andy has this amazing gift of being able to call out the gold in somebody. So what I mean by that is when they prophetically call out what Jesus has put in somebody. And there is, it's the gift of encouragement. It talks about Barnabas in the New Testament, son of encouragement. And Andy has this incredible gift of encouragement and it is not to be underestimated. There have been many times when Andy's just come up for me and he's just like, I've just got a word of, of the Lord for you, from the Lord for you. And that is such a precious gift. And so I cannot commend him more highly to you that he is a man that loves Jesus and he is an example to us. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And so I'd love you to hear from him tonight. Thank you. Evening. Uh, what an absolute honor to be here at Cardiff Vineyard. When we grow up in Cala, we want to be like you. We love your passion. We love your zeal. We love your love for Cardiff and beyond. And it's an honor to be here. And um, Rhoda and Noah and Anna, they're sorry they can't be here. Noah starts his exams tomorrow. So they are traveling. They left at like lunchtime. They're still on the motorway. There were like two hours to go. We live like four days away. <laughs> like it just a long way away, but we feel close to you, like really close to you. And that's what I love about being part of family as well. So I don't have any idea at all how you've ended up here tonight in this seat. But I utterly believe that every place is anointed. That you are not sitting on a seat. You are in a place of grace. Like these people have been around this building before you got here, praying over these spaces that you're in. Asking Jesus to do something that only he can do. So what we're going to do, we're just going to pause. I also have a sense, if you've got an appointment straight away afterwards, you may want to let them know you may be late. <laughs> but if you need to go, then freedom reigns but I have a sense that there's, um, heaven has some intentions tonight for you. Everybody on this planet is looking for meaning and purpose, love and identity, grace and mercy. The planet is full of runners and wanderers looking for love in all the wrong places with all the wrong people. And my message, I, I will guarantee you this about me. I'm the simplest man you will ever meet. I encountered Jesus when I was 19 years old in a nightclub in Carlisle. It could have even been on a Sunday night. Um, when I was a kid, I would have been taken to church. And when I say the word taken, dragged, um, enforced, 
kidnapped, bribed <laughs> would be a better expression. And I used to sit there in the row uh, evening and <laughs> I would sit like this. And actually this would be great for me because I used to count the tiles. <laughs> A mum would say, put your hand down, Andy. Put your hand down. Oh, Andrew, put your hand down, Andrew. But this would fascinate me here because I see a lot of different things on there. And I, I was bored silly in church. But I can't remember not having a sense that God was good. He was for me and that Jesus was full of life. So there was always sometimes a little bit of frustration with the person at the front making things boring. Because I'm like, how, how are you making Jesus boring? He's the most fun-filled, life-overflowing person I've ever met. And even as a kid, I knew. And it's funny, like as a young, young boy, I remember having a sense of if I'm ever involved in leading anything, then church cannot be boring. Because church is about Jesus. What I love about Cardiff Vineyard is you're not about inviting people to a meeting on a Sunday. You're about introducing people to Jesus. Now that may sound very alike, but it's completely different. We are not trying to grow a big community. We're not trying to grow a big numbers thing here. We're trying to introduce Cardiff and beyond to Jesus. I have a sense about Cardiff vineyard and beyond that the word export is going to become part of your themes i think god is going to put some stuff in you giving you some ideas some clarity and i think there's stuff around music for you but also ways of doing ministry ways of doing um stuff that is going to be a gift to people near and far as well so i think god is going to export some stuff for you i think at the moment it's kind of like um you need to invest in some r d you know research and development stuff get some stuff really good work on it but because I, I think god's going to export it as well so invest in that i think you've got some incredible um leaders here um i don't think most of them know their leaders just yet but I think there's some incredible leaders here as well. I also have a sense that Wales, and I, I'm not going to pretend to have any deep connection to Wales. We used to come on holiday to Tembe and we loved it. Um, so I don't, but I do feel a heart connection with you. I have a sense that joy is part of your DNA and it's been stolen for a couple of generations. And um, I'm, I respect the history of Wales, but I'm a bit bored of hearing the good old days. I'm looking forward to a fresh move of God in this place. So we absolutely honor, we honor, we honor, we honor the past, we really do. But God is not just into history, he's into chemistry lessons as well, you know? Like chemistry lessons, a bit of action, we see it here and now, not just stuff that happened. So I have a sense that God is wanting to restore the joy in Wales. I love how women laugh easy in Wales. And I have a sense that God is wanting to release joy in this place, whoever tonight as well. Um, I have a sense that these, the men of Wales, they were built to graft. They were built to work hard and they were built to sing loud. And when they've got nothing to sing for, then something dies within. 
But as people gather around Jesus afresh, then I have a sense that there's new songs coming out of Cardiff and beyond as well. And this, and I, and I absolutely thrilled about the whole um, sites and the and the expansion going on. And I'm thrilled for that. But do not limit what God wants to do. I um, I like this about Cardiff Vineyard that you're clueless about what cannot be accomplished. If Jesus really is Jesus, I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> Nobody noticed. Right. I've got, um, you know, then I realize it's me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, so I, part of my tricky thing here tonight is I've got like lots of things I want to say, but I'm just, I just, I, I, I don't want to miss what Jesus has for me and for you. So why don't we just pause now here in this moment? And I don't know what your day, your week, your month has been like. I don't even know what your life has been like. And maybe this is a moment of breathing out the old and breathing in the new. Breathing out the despair and breathing in his goodness. So Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. So many of us have landed here tonight so many different ways. But we believe, Jesus, that we're here for you. Whether we know you or we don't, we are here for you. So would you come and speak? Even now, release dreams, visions. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Jesus, you're the best church leader we've ever met. And we trust you. Yeah, fresh courage. Where disappointment has seeped into our hearts. Holy Spirit, would you bring freshness there? Where our worship has dialed down and died down. Would you kindle something in us afresh tonight? Yeah, we declare boldness and courage over this place. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, hey, listen, I love the thousand acts of courage. That is so good. Um, does anybody want to be part of that? Yeah. <laughs> don't look around, James, at that man. <laughs> don't look around, I said. Don't turn around. We're going to see how many song lyrics we can get into the whole evening. Um, so the thousand acts of courage, you know that part of being a follower of Jesus, and if you are here tonight and you have no idea what has been happening so far, you are so welcome. You're especially welcome. 
Um, this Jesus, he is the one who changes us from inside out. He is the best exchange rate I've ever met. He takes our junk, our dirt, our dirt, our shame, our muck, our sin, our porn, our lust, all the yucky, mucky stuff, and he gives us a brand new heart. So if you've clunked in here tonight feeling like the tin man from the Wizard of Oz, Jesus has a new heart for you. He's a brand new heart for you. I had a picture and it's this box and in this box, it's like a beautiful craft box. Like it's been crafted. It's not been manufactured. It's not Ikea, like, and we respect Ikea, but it's, <laughs> but it's not craft, you know? Like this is, um, like this has been put together by a, like a craftsman. And inside this box, you open it and you've got this red velvet and then inside you've got this beautiful heart. And it's a brand new heart. And Jesus just, he has a whole stack of these hearts and he wants to give it to you. So this might seem a bit odd, but over here on this bench, there's all these hearts have lined up. Like there's boxes and boxes and boxes of them. And they've all got your names on. And if you have clunked in here tonight feeling like the tin man, at any stage at all tonight, just wander down. Come get a new heart. Come get a new heart. Part of the, um, this word repentance is a funny word in some ways. And it can be a bit of a loaded word. And you think, I've heard this word before. It's full of negativity, whatever. Repentance is very simple. It's just changing your mind. You know, God, I'm going to change my mind about what my whole life is all about. I'm sorry for living for myself, being sinful and selfish. And Jesus, I just sense an invitation from you to live for you. So I'm going to turn my back on that. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go towards you, Jesus. And getting a new heart from Jesus. Like, it's interesting, the barrier on here, like there's no height restriction on this. Sorry, there's no, um, there is a height restriction. There's no... Um, What's the word? Wide restriction? Yeah, width. There's no width restriction on this. So everybody is welcome here for a new heart. I, I don't care where you've come from, who you are, what you've nicked, what you haven't nicked. I don't care any of that because it's your past from this moment on. So anybody, you can come as you are. But there is a height restriction and the height restriction is about this. And what I mean by that is, you can't come all puffed up and bold. We come on our knees and we lay all our junk before Jesus. But the thing about Jesus is he doesn't allow us to be on our knees very long because you know what he does? What is your name? Naomi. Oh, Naomi. He takes our hands and he, st he stands us up and he says, this is Naomi whom I love. And I'm well pleased with. This is Naomi. And as soon as we kneel down, he just picks us up and he wants to show us off to everyone. Bless you, Naomi. <laughs> Quick question. No pressure, no pressure. I won't embarrass you. But I think Jesus really likes Naomi. So would you ask Jesus in your heart what Jesus thinks of Naomi and tell her later? Would that be okay? Okay. So anytime you want a new heart, just go for it. Um, okay, my, my speaking style, I think tonight is going to be a little bit more free range <laughs> than 
they call me the John Wright of the North. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't. Um, okay. Um, oh, I was going to actually say something quite good there. I forgot. <laughs> and I'm trying to look at my notes and it's not even in my notes. Um, oh. Right. What did I say? I said that. Oh, yeah, the Naomi thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, speaking tongue. Oh, anyways. Right, here's the thing. Another thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the free range thing. Because I wasn't quite sure what to say. And I did have a talk actually organized. And I can show you my notes and stuff. But I just had a sense that Jesus has some other things he wants to do as well. So we might go back there. But, but um, you know the bit in Narnia... Why is that funny? All right, well, you know the bit in Narnia where um, people get turned to stone? Do you remember that? That's exactly what fear does. Fear turns us to stone. It turns our feet to stone. It turns our mouth to stone. It turns our hearts to stone. It turns us into stone. And generally, stones don't go far. Stones don't speak up. Stones don't do a thousand acts of courage. Is that how the story ended in Narnia with the people turned to stone? Who knows the story? What does Aslan do to the people who are turned to stone? Do you remember? Come on, come on. Sorry, what? come, come, come. Uh, just introduce yourself to everyone. I'm Alice. Hello. <laughs> Evening. Um, Alice, tell everybody what Aslan does to the people in Tinsdale. He breathes over them. He brings them back to life. Am I right? I think I'm right, yeah. <laughs> I reread it quite recently, so I think... Um, I have a sense that some people feel that they're excited in one sense about the thousand acts of courage, but they feel like they've been turned to stone. But I have a sense that God wants to breathe on them and turn stone to flesh. And I just wonder if you should... Pray for that. Invite them. Yeah, why don't we stand and we'll pray. Do you, do you want some, a little bit of Bible for it first? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Reassuring. There is Bible for it. Come on. Alice, why don't you read from here? Um, why don't you read that out, Alice? You get me to do your preach for you. Do you mind? This is lazy, isn't it? <laughs> I think I've been tricked, right? <laughs> Sorry, what am I reading? Which bit? See this bit here? It's lovely. Just that bit. 19 and 20, okay. Um, John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Receive the Holy Spirit. Should we stand up, pray? Yeah, should we stand? Jesus, we thank you that you are here among us. And I just pray, I just feel like there's some doubt in the room. That you're like, Jesus, really, you're here among us. And Lord, I just pray you'd have eyes to see that Jesus is here among us. 
Peace be with you. And if you feel like you are in stone right now, I pray that you would know Jesus come and breathe on you. Come, Holy Spirit. We'll just wait for a minute. Come, Holy Spirit. There's more, more of you, Holy Spirit. Come, be among us, Holy Spirit. I feel like there's a few people you've never seen Jesus and he's opening your hearts to see him for the first time. Come, Holy Spirit. In Acts, it talks about, um, again, fear. And the disciples there in that picture before, the only reason they were in the room is they were locked in that room because of fear. Fear locks you in a room, shuts you up, holds you back. Um, Holy Spirit comes and breathes on you. And if that encounter there on that night hadn't happened in that room, we would not be in this room here tonight. Bottom line. If fear had had the last word in that room, then you would not be here in this room tonight. Christianity would have died out in that room. See, it's part of your, it is written into your DNA to be bold and fearless and courageous. It is not for the visiting speaker and odd people on YouTube. Boldness, courageousness, and fearlessness are written into the heart of every single follower of Jesus. And fear, you are done with. Fear, we rebuke you. You're no longer going to dictate to us when we speak, when we sing, when we move, when we go. Fear, we break you off in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come melt us. And some of you are feeling your feet now, and it feels like a tingling, but it's actually concrete is melting. Hearts are falling out right now. Hearts are enlarging. Eyes are opening. Ears are hearing. In Acts 4, um, there's this time when um, the, the disciples have just got out of prison. And um, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported that the chief priests and the elders had said to them, when they heard this, they raised their voice together in prayer Oh, sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, David. And it goes on to say later, um, they did what, uh, here we go. Um, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform the wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God's intention for each and every one of us here tonight is boldness. Amen. So please take your seats. And get out whatever mode of communication you use. If you are a phone person 
or a pigeon person or a letter person, would you just ask Jesus to take a moment and say, Jesus, is there anyone in my life right now who just needs a tiny bit of courage from heaven? So just take a moment, 30 seconds. Prayer is dead simple. If you've never prayed before, prayer is just, it's just a bit desperation really. And you're like, uh, God, I need you. Is there anybody in my life who just needs a little bit of encouragement right now? And the first person to come to mind. Okay, you now have a picture of someone, a family member, could be a stranger, could be somebody you've just met once, could be your flatmate, best mate, ex-mate. Now we say, Jesus, what is the courage from heaven that you have for that person? What I sometimes do, and it helps me, is... um, So, for example, Naomi before, like if Jesus was to go, I would have picked up Naomi already. Let's, um, who else shall we pick up? This gentleman here. Sorry, what is your name, sir? Pete. So if Jesus was to wander over here and just sit next to Pete, look him in the eye and say, Pete, I just want you to know, dot, dot, dot. And you sometimes think, what would Jesus say to Pete? And we know a little bit about Jesus. And if you've never met Jesus before, he was, he was the kindest person to ever walk this planet. So what would Jesus say to Pete? And then just think, well, what would Jesus want to say to your friend? What would Jesus want to say to that person? Just take a moment and think what that would be. So we're all part of this, so I'm gonna do it as well. Okay, if you've got, um, if you've got a person and maybe a sense of what heaven's courage could look like. Because encouragement is very simple. All it is is taking a handful of courage from heaven and putting it into someone's heart. That's all it is. But we're not just being nice here. This is not just being nice. The statistic is 84 fellas commit suicide in the UK every week. I don't know about you, but I don't think that's okay. And these people in Cardiff tonight and beyond who are wondering what their life is all about. And if something doesn't shift in the next couple of hours, they may just end it. And that's not to scare or panic anyone. But what I'm saying tonight is this could be life transformational for some people. So who is the person and what is that message? Now, because you're bold, because remember... You're bold because we prayed and Alice declared scripture over you and Holy Spirit has came and some of us felt something, some of us didn't, but don't matter because we believe it no matter what. You're now bold. So be bold and just send that message. Release the pigeons.
If you want, don't feel pressured, then just press send. So courage trumps fear. Do you remember playing top trumps as a kid? Love top trumps. Jesus trumps everything and everyone. Boldness trumps fear every time. So, um, I just feel like some heckling may be needed when you get maybe a response back from there. Um, some people might be like, uh, thanks. But other people, it might be significant. If you feel like you have a significant encouragement back from someone, would you heckle me? You, you've already? What is your name? Michelle. Oh, hello, Michelle. Michelle, would you like to? Oh, no, 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 no. That's fine. All right. I just text my son. He's, um, he, he's uh, doing his A-levels and he wants to leave school. He, I think he thinks he's not good enough. Um, and he's lost his vision of what he wants to do. So he wants to leave and we want him to you know, just be happy, but also to stay and finish them. So I've just texted him and I said, hey, George, just want you to know that you are loved. I, and I, I wasn't brave enough to say by God, but he is obviously loved by God. Um, uh, you're good enough and I'm proud of you, whether you stay at school or not. I just want you to be fulfilled, happy and know that we all love you. And he's a teenager and he's texted me back straight away, which is a miracle. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and he said, oh, thank you very much. I know you're behind me no matter what, and I'll do my best to make you all proud. So. Oh. <laughs> um, Michelle, I love how you've just led into that. That is perfect. See, the words of a mother and the words of a father shape us humanly more than anything else. I met a friend yesterday and he shared with me that his dad left way too early. His dad wasn't around in his life and he's kind of lacked that fatherly voice over his life. But discovering the love of God, his heavenly father has shifted stuff. And yesterday I saw a boy become a man. Shall I share with you my favorite story in the whole of Scripture? It's when Jesus got baptized. This picture, this story, communicates so much of what God is like. You have this story where Jesus, and he didn't, Jesus didn't have to do anything. I mean, he's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Majesty. It's like Jesus. He, he breathed life into everything. Everything was made by him and for him. You know, he had every single right to come into this, uh, onto this planet in a white horse, ruling proud and being like a victorious dictator. But you know how Jesus rocks up? In a mucky, messy manger. And then later on, he, how does he stroll into town? He doesn't come on this big old parade. He comes on a donkey. 
So in this moment of baptism, he doesn't have to get baptized, but he chooses to humble himself and be baptized. So there's this moment where John, his cousin, and as soon as he sees Jesus coming, John just realizes that, what are you doing here? Like, you don't have to do this. But Jesus says, no, I do. And Jesus humbles himself and is baptized. And as he comes out of the water of baptism, you've got this picture, and scripture talks about heaven breaks open. Holy Spirit, just like a dove, comes and rests on Jesus. And it never says anywhere in scripture that heaven sealed back up. So it's open heaven. Holy Spirit has come, landed on Jesus, and then you have this voice from heaven, an audible voice so everybody can hear. It's kind of like God the Father speaking to Jesus, but he wants to speak in such a way that everybody else can hear. And he says, this is my boy. This is my son, whom I love and with whom I am well pleased with. Now, I don't know if anybody here has tinnitus. Tinnitus is a constant ringing in your ears. I think from that moment there, Jesus had a heavenly tinnitus about him, where this voice from heaven this soundtrack from his father just became the soundtrack of his life. I am his boy and he loves me. He is well pleased with me. And like that text that Michelle just sent saying, I don't care what you do or what you achieve. I love you and I'm for you. Like that text there, that changes lives. That's set people free. So Jesus, he lives out of this response of what the Father declares over him. You are my boy. I love you. I'm well pleased. And some of us, and I'm so, so sorry about this. I am genuinely sorry about this, that that has not been your soundtrack. And I'm so sorry that some of the words that have been spoken over you have been the opposite soundtrack of that. I am so sorry for those words been spoken over you that you're worthless, that you're rubbish, that you're no good, that you're a mistake. But you are here tonight because God wants to let you know in Jesus Christ, he loves you so much. And in Jesus, he declares over you that you are loved, you are precious, you have meaning and you have purpose. And I am well pleased with you. I had a picture for a lady called Christine, but I think it could be more for more than just Christine. Um, And it was a picture of a loving heavenly father bringing you close, like really close like the purest embrace you could ever experience. And it was such a close um, embrace. And and this bit, I I nearly didn't want to say this because I thought it maybe just sounds a bit odd, but I think it could be for somebody. It's just like there was a, a, a gentle loving stroking of your hair and just saying, you are loved beyond 
all measure. Christine, you are so precious to me. I've never stopped loving you. I've never forgotten about you. I've always been there for you. And I don't know if it's for Christine or one Christine or 20 Christines, but there's an invitation from a perfect, loving, heavenly Father who doesn't want anything from you apart from your heart to come home. I also had a sense that there's some runners in the room. And there's some runners in the room and it feels like you've been running all your life. But a little bit like the littlest hobo, it's kind of gone from running to wandering. And you've wandered from place to place and you're longing for this place called home. Well, I wanna let you know that there's a loving heavenly father welcoming you home tonight. Your clothes are stained and they're stinking, but he's got a new outfit for you. And in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, we lay our sin, our dirt, our muck, our guilt, our shame. We bow before him. And as we stand up, we realize that we've got new clothes called righteousness. Like his blood cleanses all of our sin, all of our dirt. So friend, I don't know where you've come from, but you have been invited by the King of Kings the Lord of heaven to come home here tonight. See, this picture of Jesus at baptism, this song over Jesus, his whole life, you know what's powerful about it? This is before Jesus said or, or did anything. I'm so glad that my relationship with God through Jesus Christ is not a performance-related pay thing. Do you imagine that? It's all of grace. And I've been around now following Jesus since I was 19. I'm 44 years old now. And I've made more mistakes. I've messed up. I've done stuff. But I've never yet met the end of his love for me. I've never yet got to the depth of his grace for me. In fact, I feel I'm only scratching the surface. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is, um, you know, straight after this baptism, he was then taken into the desert to be challenged and confronted and try to get distracted by the enemy, by the devil. And he threw everything at him. But it was a little bit like whatever the enemy said to him, it was a little bit like, I'm not belittling this, but it's a little bit like Jesus kind of saying, I'm finding it hard to hear what you're saying because I know who I am. I, I'm, I'm hard to hear what you're saying, what you're niggling on about at my heels, talking about what? Because I know that my heavenly Father loves me. He is for me. He has a plan for me, a purpose for me. And I am his boy. And you, enemy, you've got nothing on that. And Jesus was to live his whole life into the soundtrack of heaven. When you live under the soundtrack of the heavenly Father, you live a life of freedom. You get to be the bold one. You get to be courageous. You've got nothing to prove to anyone. 
because it's all been done. I had a friend and he would say, you know what, Andy, managing people's expectations of me is exhausting. I said to him a couple of months ago, you don't look exhausted anymore. He says, I'm not. I know I'm loved. So and I know there's people in your room and you would have loved a text. You would have loved Michelle to be your mum to send that text. So I know that there's some messages have come from a mum or from a dad. There's some messages that have been spoken over you have just caused real hurt. But I have a sense tonight that heaven is wanting to turn up the tune over your life. But this is an invitation. And the invitation is this. Do you want to step out of that tune and under heaven's tune? This doesn't make us arrogance, but it does give us a confidence. I don't know what you think about Liam Gallagher. <laughs> I quite like him. Um, in 1994, 95, 96, something like that, I went to see Oasis at Main Road, their home ground. They'd only been going around for a few years and suddenly they're in stadiums. One sense, all this stuff going on. And um, I sense that people are like, oh yeah, I think maybe my dad liked Oasis and stuff. Like, I realize I'm getting older, you know. But there's this bit where um, they're doing this gig in this place and... Um, Noel, his brother who plays guitar, um, he starts playing a tune. And then Liam is over here, like that. <laughs> Suddenly, Noel stops playing. And Liam's like, what's the matter? Noel over here is like, it's out of tune. <laughs> Liam says, it doesn't matter if it's out of tune because you're cool. Now, the whole thing is, <laughs> you may be thinking, what is that on about? See, the whole thing about Liam Gallagher, he has an air of confidence and arrogance about him. Part of his story is, he felt like his life was a waste of space until he went to see the Stone Roses. Stone Roses um, were iconic, and some were, some in some ways, still iconic in the Manchester scene. One of the reasons they are such a profound impact on so many fellas in Manchester and beyond is they gave them a soundtrack to live to. See, the thing is, each and every one of us are waiting for a soundtrack to bring us alive. And through the Stone Roses, Liam Gallagher stepped into a place, heard them play, and said, that's what I want to do with my life. Now the thing is here tonight, Jesus, like the song we sang before, he is the only one to truly bring us alive. And our hearts have been designed, we have been made with him in mind. And it's only Jesus can, can spark our hearts to truly come alive. And I have a sense tonight that these six people who for the very first time want to get a new heart from Jesus. I think there's a whole load of people who want to stop living under the soundtrack 
of old and step into heaven's soundtrack.